welcome to FiverrCast. My name is Red. You can find me on Fiverr as Red Horrocks. And I'm Adam, where you can find me on Fiverr at TwistedWeb123. Today, we're joined by a very special guest, Yasha, one of Fiverr's resident SEO experts. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Yasha? Uh, sure. Uh, hey, guys. First of all, nice to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, but basically, I've been uh, doing digital marketing for a very long time, uh, decades, in fact. And uh, in the past couple of decades, uh, when search engines started to pop up, I started to work on optimizing web pages, uh, even for hand-picked indexes like Yahoo back in the day and other sites like that, and eventually Google as well. So I've been doing SEO now for pretty much as long as there's been such a thing. And now I do that for Fiverr. So in case you haven't guessed it by now, today is going to be our SEO episode. And I'm super excited because I don't know anything about this topic. So Adam, give me a brief overview about what SEO means. Okay, so first of all, we should probably start by saying that SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization which basically means optimizing a website or a page on a website to try and get it to rank as high as possible inside search engines such as Yahoo, Google, Bing, and a whole host of others. And then from that, the idea is that you rank the page highly, so when people search for you, they find you more easily, which is going to lead to more conversions and more sales. Okay, cool. So I got, I got us that far. So the big question is for Yasha, what can you tell us about the way that Fiverr SEO operates? That's an interesting question. Um, Fiverr basically uh, offers SEO or optimization features for, user, for users uh, that enable them to get their gigs searched better uh, by Google and Yahoo and Bing uh, and to have them show up higher in the results. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of different elements to how you can optimize your gig specifically. And I think that's one of the things we're going to discuss and cover today, because there really is so much to it. There's not really a one quick fix, is there, Yasha? There's really not. There's there's so many different elements, and SEO is a very dynamic uh, area of online organic marketing. So the uh, things that worked well three years ago don't necessarily work well today, uh, and if they do, they might not necessarily work well tomorrow. Exactly. Although I think every seller on Fiverr has a great starting point in the fact that Fiverr as itself, as the main website, ranks very well thanks to efforts from yourself. So we're trying to rank a page or our gig on a website that is already doing quite well. So it's easier for us as opposed to if we were trying to start from scratch. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's nice to hear that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we put a lot of effort obviously into getting the optimization done right for the site and for the marketplace and making sure that the features that are available to sellers are up to date so that they basically are ahead of the game and ahead of the pack. So I think this could be quite challenging to maybe outline simply. So I think the best way that we could maybe go ahead about this is to kind of break the gigs down and see how we can optimize individual elements to overall boost the ranking of that gig. Sure. And I'm, I'm trying to bear in mind Red here as much as possible as well, because mm -hmm. I know that SEO isn't really her thing. Very, very true. I have a very quick question, though, just to start off with, just so that I understand. So there, we're talking about a little bit about two different things. So Fiverr itself is search engine, engine optimized for the internet world. And then our gig pages are also optimized in a different way. So we're not talking about like how to get 
them higher up in Fiverr, we're talking about them being accessed by like the, the whole internet, any search engine anywhere. Well, actually both. Um, we want to make sure that uh, not only do you come up well on external sites like Google, Yahoo, Bing, and all the others, we want to also make sure that if you search for internally, uh, that you come up well. And one of the ways that's, that that's done is through the internal search engine optimization and all the algorithm work that's done by the engineers, etc. But uh, the focus that we're talking about today really is on how to get your gig page optimized well for the external search engines. I think a good place to start would be talking about the actual gig you're going to offer. So when you decide about setting up your gig and you're trying to choose your service, what is the best way to proceed to try and opt to have an optimized gig? Would it be to create a gig where you kind of try and put everything into one or would it be to try and focus that on individual gigs so you can optimize them? Right. So to give a kind of example, if I were to do a logo design gig, or if I were to do a design gig that had logos, letterheads, business cards, banners, graphics, and everything else inside it, what would be the best way to proceed to start off? Right. And that's pretty much the primary question that anybody should think of when they start to uh, create gigs on Fiverr. If they want it to be well-ranked and well-indexed in the search engines, then they should make each gig individually very focused. So, for example, like you said, should you offer just logo design or logo design and business cards and letterheads and all this stuff? No, you should offer just logo design. And then another gig should offer letterhead design or another gig should offer ebook cover illustrations, etc. And by keeping the tight focus, you enable the search engines to understand specifically what that page offers and to drive highly targeted traffic specifically to that gig. I think that's also a great tip as well for actual the internal rank as well, because by having the different gigs, you can make sure you're, you've got the most appropriate categories. So logo design can go in logo design, where, as you say, ebook illustration can go in that specific category. Absolutely. So there's both benefits on and off in regards to those search engines. Totally. Absolutely correct. I mean, we use the same as, just, as does just about any uh, search engine worth its salt. Uh, titles are very, very important. They're probably the main critical element uh, to what it is you want showing up in the search engine result pages. When we're choosing um, our gig title, I, I stumbled across something that I've been using for a while now, where I noticed when we set our gig title, it sets our URL. Right. So if we set, I will create a really fantastic, awesome looking logo, that will create fiverr.com forward slash my username, really fantastic, awesome looking logo. Right. And what I realized was is... If we start off by creating the most on-point or optimized title for our gig, we'll get the best URL. So if we set I will modern logo design, our URL will have modern logo design and none of the kind of fluff in it. Then when that's approved or selected, we then go back and change the gig title to be friendly for buyers. So you then change that from I will modern logo design to I will create a beautiful modern logo for you. Yes, that, that is something, and uh, it is a very useful tip, actually, because it enables you to have more words essentially indexed by the search engines, so you'll come up for more searches and for more specific searches that are relevant to that gig, and obviously that brings in users deeper into your, essentially your funnel, your process of, of converting them from prospects to buyers. Uh, but that said, you have to be very careful with that because uh, you, if you start abusing that, uh, for example, if you write, 
I will logo, 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 logo. Uh, the system will pick that up eventually um, and uh, either manually or automatically. And uh, that kind of thing is, is sort of, let's say, frowned upon because you're spamming, if you will, the crawlers with the word logo. Yeah, the thing is as well, uh, if I'm right in thinking, that's also actually going to be poor for your search engine optimization right. because search engines are quite aware of that now. Exactly. So trying to abuse the system doesn't actually help you really no, no. in any kind of it's way. It's completely counterproductive, and that's why we can we absolutely advise against it. And and that's why when we see that, we you know do what we can to have the user change that or moderate it because we don't want it to be, you know, it's not beneficial to them either on Fiverr or offsite. Yeah, because unfortunately, I didn't know about this kind of um, rule when I first created my first gig, and I put a lot of specific details in my title. <laughs> so one of them was, I will review your website right. and provide 10 tips. Right. Now, the issue I've got is, if I ever want to change that to five tips, right. my URL still says 10. Right. So it would have been a lot better for me to go a bit more vague, but more on point with, I will review your website, yes. and then change it. And, and of course, the length of the title also matters a great deal. Um, the title, the header, the description, and the tags, those are all very, very good elements for SEO, but specifically the title, uh, you want to make that very on point. Uh, and you, again, you don't want to stuff it with keywords because it, it doesn't help. Um, and, and in fact, Fiverr's platform has a sort of you know recommended length monitor so that when you start typing your title, it tells you when you've reached sort of the right amount of characters. And that's a very handy way to measure how long and snappy should your should your uh, title be for that gig? Definitely. Yeah. So coming on from the title, I think uh, the next element you'd kind of look at is the images of your gig. So I'm right in thinking, I believe, when you upload your image, Fiverr keeps the name of your image. Mm. So how could we use that to benefit the optimization of our gig? Right. And that's actually a very, very interesting and big topic for us. Um, a lot of users just let their computer pick a random name for the image, and then they'll save it. So you'll have, you know, 5x75559.jpg, and they'll upload that, and that doesn't help because the search engine has no idea what that means. But if you upload an image for a buyer, and the image is, you know, illustration of blue scissors in 3D, uh, .jpg or whatever, uh, then the image is picked up by the search engine and they can read that text and use it to increase the value of the page in the search rankings. So really then, that's quite important for anywhere you're kind of uploading the image or the file. So we're talking your profile photo rather than have, you know, like selfie.jpg if you had your username as your profile photo. Right. Um, for your gig images, if you had anything relating to your title. So if you logo design, you might have um, modern logo design one JPG, modern logo design two, uh, kind of along those lines, or modern, right. let's say your second image showed your extras, modern logo design extras. Right. And then you're saying for your live portfolio as well, it's important to name them around what you're delivering. Yes. I mean, it is something that uh, if you do, it is a sort of uh, not a very well-known tip by people who aren't professional SEOs, but if you are, uh, it's kind of, you know, part and parcel of being an SEO is you want to always make sure your images are optimized uh, in terms of the name of the file and the weight of the file and things like that. But definitely the name matters a lot because that's ultimately the text that the, uh, that the search engines are able to read about it. 
I think both me and Red right now are trying to remember the name that we've uploaded to our images. I'm pretty sure that mine is um, like Headshot 42. <laughs> I think I'm going to be changing that. Okay, but I have a quick question. You said to for your profile image, you could put you should put your username. But for me, I only provide voiceover. So would it be beneficial for me to make the title of my profile picture something related to voiceovers? I mean, you could make the profile uh, image something like, you know, your username, voiceover artist, dot JPG or dot GIF or whatever. Ah, why do and I then, get the feeling of changing then, some stuff? <laughs> and then if people, you know, they search for your username and voiceover uh, or even just voiceover because your new username is associated with that. Uh, if the page that you promote that on is uh, well ranked, then obviously that helps in, the, in uh, ranking it higher. Hmm. Yeah. I'm learning so much. It's <laughs> wonderful. Keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> So I think the next one after images, you would maybe look at the videos of uh, your gig. Right. So my knowledge is quite limited when it comes to video SEO or video marketing in general. And the only thing that I know is that search engines can rank videos and YouTube videos seem to get a preference in them. But in regards to Fiverr, what could we potentially do with our video to help how it's ranked or how it's displayed? Um, in regards to, you mean the video on the gig The page. video we upload on Fiverr, yeah. Right. So the video on the gig page uh, is crawled. Uh, it can be crawled by the search engines. Uh, of course, YouTube videos are well-liked by Google. I don't think there's much of a surprise there. Um, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, but videos on Fiverr are really there for the community of buyers to look at and understand You know what's in the gig better. Uh, or in the case of video intros, it could be a sample of the work. Um, there's really not much at the, ver at the moment other than uh, describing it well. When you, when, a, when you save the file, just like you do with an image, you give the video a name. So you give that name, again, a very descriptive name. Um, and if there are other areas of the file that you can edit, uh, sometimes you can put in a, another description, a sort, of a, sort of a meta description for the video. Uh, and there are other things that actually we're looking at doing uh, that enable uh, users to specify uh, more details about the video. Uh, that's something that we're still doing in the works, but we've already applied it in some cases to images that have names and videos that have names. So they come up better internally and externally. Okay, so if Google show a preference to YouTube videos, um, obviously because they own YouTube, um, would there be any benefit in us taking the video that we create for our gig, uploading that to YouTube, and maybe putting the link in the description to our Fiverr gig, or would that be kind of duplicated content? Um, it is, in a sense, duplicated content, but of course people to post or repost videos to their YouTube account. Uh, that's perfectly natural. And the search engines understand that uh, if you're using a YouTube video and you have a link to the gig on another site uh, and that it's an e-commerce site and you have a very similar video on that site, uh, then of course it takes that into account, but that does not hurt uh, the ranking of that gig. That specifically would actually, if anything, that would be a slight benefit to the gig because you're, you're making a link from one site to another. You're giving it a little bit of link juice from YouTube to Fiverr. Okay, so there, there would be the benefit then of kind of putting that content on YouTube to play to the fact that YouTube likes 
uh, sorry, Google likes YouTube's videos. Yes. So if people watch it on video, uh, watch the video on YouTube, um, and some percentage of them click on the link, that would actually be very uh, beneficial to you in terms of coming up would, in search engine results. Would there also be benefits in places like, um, I know Facebook at the moment, they allow you to edit the end of your video to add a link to point to wherever you want to go. Would there also be benefits to sharing that video across places like Facebook and other social media platforms? So I would say Facebook is worth your while. Um, there are some sort of social media that are obviously very good. Um, if you blog on a place like the Pulse, you could also point to a video page, or you could, you know, or to your Fiverr page uh, from a blog there. Um, but Facebook is very good. Um, it's not going to get you very high rankings in the search engines like Google, but it will um, possibly drive a lot of uh, people to your gig page from Facebook itself by, you know, sharing and comments and likes. Okay, so if I were to simplify that. Uh, and kind of sum it up, it's good to post your video in other locations, but try and make sure the locations you're posting in are popular. Absolutely, and popular and well-reviewed by the search engines. You know what I mean, you want to go to a place that Google considers authoritative and that it considers high quality. Okay, fantastic. I'm having like a slight problem reconciling the fact that we just referred to Facebook as high quality on, and an authority <laughs> <laughs> just based on my current news feed. Well, let's say I'm talking about the technology of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so coming down from videos, I'm going to guess the next area would be the gig description. I think that'd be a good place to go. So I, I believe the gig description at the moment, actually, that there's quite a lot we can work on there to try and make sure that we're ranking better. Um, yeah, absolutely. The gig description is sort of, that's where you can score a lot of home runs um, because beyond uh, the title, which is extremely important, as is the URL, uh, the description allows you to feed many, many words, many, many sentences and that are descriptive and that explain the gig in a very clear and succinct way, uh, or sorry, in a very clear and garrulous way, actually, um, <laughs> you can use, I think, almost 1,100 or 1,200 characters there uh, of space, which is, is quite a lot. So to describe a, a, a productized service in about 1,200 characters gives you ample ability to, uh, to tell the search engines exactly what it's about in all kinds of different ways. Uh, to explain your gig extras, to explain your, your product features, etc. Uh, and that's really where you'll get a lot of uh, search traffic from because the page uh, is crawled in its entirety. It's not just the title that's, that's crawled. So I think what you're saying is it's important that we try and use as much of that kind of 1,200 characters as we can because if we say, for example, only set a sentence or two, the whole page is read by search engines. So they'll be reading, you know, all the category links, all the internal five links, all of that other stuff. So if we write quite a very short description, we're not going to really be giving enough to search engines to say, hey, look at me, read me, I'm important. Whereas if we put more content there, search engines would go, well, this is what we should, we should be focusing on. Right. And, and that's why there's even, I think, 120 character minimum that you have to fill in for the gig description. Um, part of that is to make sure that robots aren't just, you know, slapping up automatically generated gigs. And part of that is to make sure that the quality of the gig is higher, uh, because by being more descriptive, you're not just more useful to the search engines. The search engines want to really know how does this page help answer questions from real people? 
And that's exactly what optimization is all about, is helping people who are looking for things get the answers they need in one click and be able to get their solutions solved in one click. And obviously, as you know, that's, you know, that's the direction Fiverr is always heading towards, uh, is, you know, making the entire transaction in as few clicks as possible. So um, by having a rich description, you're making sure that the engines are reading that more than, let's say, the navigation bar, and that they're putting an emphasis uh, about your, you know, your gigs search queries on the text of the actual gig. That makes a lot of sense. But I think it's important also at the same time to say that the other benefit to having a really well flushed out gig description is that you are also more attractive to buyers, not just, so it's not just about the, the getting the people to the page, it's about then converting them into sales. And it's, yes, and, and one of the ways you do that is by having a very useful and clear description, and if that means more words, so be it, uh, because the, the more answers you, the more questions you answer in your gig description, the higher likelihood somebody is going to be comfortable making the transaction. From what I've noticed um, in recent times, search engines like more and more um, kind of like natural content or content um, that the user is looking for as opposed to content that's ticking necessarily all of the boxes. So maybe I heard like five years ago, it was a case of if you had a lot of links to your gig, you would rank high, you know, because technically you seem popular. Whereas now search engine is more focused on, is this actually what the person searching is looking for? And if it is, they'll show it. So I think the great thing about that is, is the better your description, as Red says, you're going to appease search engines, but you're also making it better to or increase the chances of buyers actually ordering from you as well. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, the goal here is for sellers to have buyers place orders. Um, and the way that you do that is by, you know, answering their questions very specifically and very quickly. Um, and so that's why those descriptions matter. So within the description as well, Fiverr gives us a couple of kind of formatting tools where we can make the text kind of bold and we can also highlight it. Is that shown to search engines in the same kind of way? Do they see that as more important than text that isn't? Um, absolutely, they do. Uh, they see, you know, uh, larger fonts. They see bold um, and highlighting uh, as emphasis on those characters, on those words. So they do place emphasis on them. So if you have a, a logo design gig, and you might want to bold that phrase logo design somewhere in a sentence where it appears naturally. For example, I will, you know, make, a great logo design for you uh, and you know you can have a revision or whatever else you put in your description um, if you highlight the logo design phrase uh, then the search engines will pick up on that as a keyword in the description but again you want to be careful not to overdo it because if you overdo it it looks you know spammy or you know not pleasant and the, the search engines are very very smart they know exactly you know what kind of tricks people are up to with that in that sense if they see unnatural phrases uh, they don't rank them well. So you want to highlight really select few keywords. And I suppose technically, if you highlight everything, then in theory, nothing is highlighted at all. Right. If you highlight a, an enormous amount of stuff, then it's basically, uh, you know, no differentiating value between any of the words. So I have a question. Is there any difference between lowercase and uppercase? Um. Yes, there is, but that one you have to be extremely careful about. Um, it, there's no difference in terms of search engine results because you, people search in lowercase and uppercase all the time. Um, but 
in terms of how the gig is seen or the page is seen by the engines, if something, if a very strategic word or very important word that's very relevant to the content is all uppercase, um, I mean, you know, that's another way to highlight that text, but, uh, but it doesn't necessarily help you if you start making, you know, full sentences, all uppercase and things like that. So basically kind of st- don't shout. Don't shout. Be polite. <laughs> it's the internet. Some of us still have manners. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yay. Yeah. And etiquette matters. So I think the last point about the description is the fact that at the moment, um, Google is programmed, Fiverr tells it to try and use the first kind of sentence or two of your description to show in search engine results. So it's important that we try and set the best possible kind of initial couple of sentences um, to have the best text show in search engines. Right. So in, in your opinion, what would be the best kind of text to set for the first couple of sentences? Um, well, you know, having, uh, having a lot of experience working in, uh, in journalism before my time doing organic marketing, I can say headlines matter. And you want to make sure that the title of your gig is very succinct and then that the first couple of description, uh, descriptive sentences in the, in the gig description are basically like a summary of the entire article in one or two sentences. Um, keep them short, keep them sweet, try to communicate the entire gist of what people are about to read uh, in one or two sentences. It should be one or two lines across the screen, no more. Uh, and the reason you want to do that is because that will basically tell the reader uh, you know, a very high-level overview of what the entire gig is about. And that lets also the search engines know exactly what the entire gig is about and to, po- and to place emphasis on those aspects of the gig. So I've seen some gigs um, looking around where they kind of, the first thing they'll write is say, do not order before contacting me. And that's like the first line of their description. (laughs) Now I imagine that's actually quite poor because if search engines pick that up, they're going to see your gig inside the search engine page. And the first thing they're going to see is don't order. Right. Pretty much they're going to see, you know, do not contact me. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's going to be the first <laughs> and phrase. So it's, it's kind so. of, it's taken out of context from that, from the search engine. Welcome to McDonald's. We don't have any hamburgers for you. <laughs> Please go away. Like that, that wouldn't be good. I don't think they would ever do that. Um, and neither should anybody who's trying to sell on Fiverr. If you want to attract uh, more buyers, uh, the best way to do that is, you know, in the gig description uh, to make sure that that first two lines or maximum three lines of text is really descriptive of what the rest of the gig is about. Okay, so it's, it's really important for kind of that to be an overview and a pitch of what you're doing as opposed to specific specifications. Right. Think of it as like a mini essay. You know, the first the first paragraph should be extremely descriptive about the whole point of the essay, and then the rest of it goes into all the details, and at the end you have a nice little conclusion or summary. So we've talked about that search engines will kind of read the whole page, all of the content which I imagine also means that they're going to read the ratings left on the gig as well. Um, yes, they absolutely read the ratings, and the ratings matter. Um, social proof has never mattered more than it does now uh, in terms of the Internet. Um, because, for example, if you have links coming to you from Fiverr and thumbs up or likes or whatever, uh, those all count as well, and ratings on any site uh, matter very much. Um, and in fact, Fiverr, has a rating system in place that Google is specifically 
uh, akin to liking. They, they, they like the specific schema or format that we use for that. Um, and so uh, ratings that you get there matter a great deal. Okay, so this may be a crazy thought, but imagine if I've written my description and I think it's absolutely lovely and search, and I want search engines to, uh, engines to read that. Um, is there a chance where the more and more ratings that I get kind of take the focus away from the description because there's so much text below as well? Not really. And one of the reasons why that is, is because not only do you have feed, uh, ratings, you also have a lot of feedback and reviews about the gig. Um, and Google can tell that those are reviews about the gig as opposed to uh, the description of the gig. You know, it knows very well where it says gig description, the following text is the gig description, and it places emphasis on that gig since that's the primary text that describes what it is. But the more you have positive reviews and the more you have uh, good ratings, the more that helps you in terms of, if you will, the grade of the gig. Okay, so Fiverr allows us to um, reply to our ratings as well. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if, say, for example, I receive a rating, someone loves the work, is there a difference? Let's say I'm doing a logo design gig. Is there a difference between if I replied, thank you for your order, or if I replied, thank you, I'm glad you liked your modern logo design? Is there a benefit to me kind of referencing my keywords or my gig further inside the ratings so there is a benefit to mentioning keywords inside of the reply and obviously if the buyer does it that's even better but if you have 100 buyers saying thanks for the great logo design and they all say the same thing then after a, you know after the first three or four it doesn't help so much it won't hurt you obviously especially if they're satisfied customers but if you write back a reply what you should intend to do is to write back a reply with different variations of the keyword phrase. So for example, you might write back, I'm really glad you like your modern logo design, or you might write also back in, the, in another reply, I'm really glad you like the modern design, the modern designed logo I made for you, or things like that. Um, or you might write back, you know, I'm really glad you like the logo design, uh, come, you know, come back again or whatever. Just put in natural English or natural whatever language you're using on Fiverr. Uh, as you know, Fiverr supports more than one language. Um, and, uh, you know, the more variation you add to those keywords, the better it is in terms of scoring the page. Because if you just keep putting the same one over and over again, you know, it sounds spammy. I think that's a really good point to mention as well, actually, because I, I think a lot of sellers, they like to reply to all of their buyers. But when you start doing quite a high quantity or a high density of orders, a lot of sellers, I believe, take on almost like a template reply of, you know, thanks for ordering, order again soon. Right. So trying to be a little bit more personal or switch up those replies could be uh, an advantage to them because it could help them rank higher in search engines. Absolutely. I mean, it might take you an extra five seconds to add in the phrase or delete a, a word here or there when you do the reply, but it's worth it in terms of the long-term ranking of your gig. That's really helpful to know because um, I believe, Red, at the moment, you, you try to respond to every feedback or rating you receive? Yes, I respond to every single rating and I do my very, very best to, I, I don't like it when, when I look at people's gigs and I look at um, responses to reviews, I don't like it when it's just a cookie cutter response. So I have like a, a variation of, a variation of ones that I use. Um, 
I will generally go with great buyer, lovely buyer, always pleasure working with you. Thanks so much. So on and so forth. Because for, for one thing, um, I'm very, very into the idea of customer service. And I feel like uh, creating a more personal response is just, it doesn't take me long. And, and I don't know if it was me, I'd, I'd like to feel like I wasn't just getting a standard template response every time. They've taken the time to review me. So I feel like I should take a moment to actually review them. So again, as well there, you've got the benefit for the search engine, but also from just a standard being a good service provider, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very healthy part of organic marketing and getting the word out. You want good word of mouth marketing of you know people who are reviewing you. You want them to tell their friends offline and online about you. And obviously, one of the best ways and easiest ways to do that is to provide you know a personalized uh, review or, or reply to a review. So in regards to the gig, I think we've pretty much covered all the actual kind of on-site elements. We've done the video, the images, the title, the description, um, looking at the ratings as well. Mm. So I think the only maybe other element or aspect to look at is talking about off-site a little bit. Right. And from that, I'm thinking along the lines of kind of backlinking to your gig. Now, whenever you normally hear search engine optimization, the first thing you hear is backlinking or backlinks. And before I even got into search engine optimization, that always confused me. <laughs> so Yasha, can, can you kind of give us an overview of essentially what a backlink is? Uh, yeah, a backlink is basically a link from another site that points to your site. And essentially, people use these links to increase their ranking. Yeah, they used to use this a lot in the older search engine technologies uh, or older search engine versions uh, when it was a much simpler uh, pattern of just counting the number of links pointing to a page and valuing that page and giving it authority based on the number of backlinks it had. So it's gone from being um, a very, very key factor to one factor of many. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, every time you type in a character in Google or do a run a search of any kind in Google, <clears throat> there are more than a half a million or so calculations happening in their ginormous algorithm. So it's an extremely complex set of calculations. Backlinks is really just one of them. So when we're talking about backlinking, I suppose the temptation may be, well, the more backlinks I have, the better I'm going to rank. And from my understanding, that isn't the case. Um, right. It's not all about backlinks. It hasn't been for a long time. Um, there are a lot of elements that go into SEO. Uh, one of them is metadata. Um, and on some gigs on Fiverr, I think pretty much most gigs at this point, um, but definitely on, on, on illustration and animation and things like that, uh, you can set a whole lot of metadata tags also on voiceovers. Uh, you can set like if you're a female, what accents you do, you know, what age group you, you, you cover, things like that. Um, so those sort of meta tags that are actually on site um, matter a lot um, as well as the backlinks that matter and as well as the quality of the content on the page. Um, and how well you promote that page in terms of, you know, natural and ethical, transparent marketing of the page matters as well. Um, and how many people respond to the page. Uh, that's called social buzz. And the more people that like your page or review it or give it a thumbs up or, you know, uh, commit transactions or place an order, the better. So I think a way to to talk about that then and coming just back to the, the backlink element of that 
it's a case of it's better to have a few quality things or websites linking to your gig as opposed to having just a thousand links because you think they're going to help. Yeah, if you just put a thousand garbage links up on you know, low quality sites that have no traffic, um, you may as well not put them up. If you're going to put up, um, you know, 20 really awesome links across very well rated sites, um, then that's going to do you a lot, a lot more than having those thousand garbage links up. On the other hand, if you build a thousand really, really good links, or rather if you earn them from people who see your site, um, then there's no topping that kind of, you know, power. I mean, if you have the ability to get people to actually give you a links, um, naturally and you know just because they think your page deserves it then that's kind of the highest word of mouth uh, sort of you know uh, check on the you know that's sort of the verification or the social proof that the search engines are looking for to know that you have a high quality and authoritative page and that's where they're going to be motivated to drive traffic that's relevant so fiverr actually has um some help um with that built into the gig where after the buyer orders they're prompted to share the url or to share um the gig somewhere else yeah so maybe if you reference to the buyer kind of say i'd be really grateful if you could help spread the word right by having them share that more frequently you're going to receive not only the traffic benefit of that but an actual seo boost from that as well absolutely um that's again that's one of those things why you know sharing um the gig URL after the buyer, uh, you know, is satisfied with the delivery, um, having them review it on other sites, uh, whether they have a blog or a social media profile somewhere, um, people, people doing that are helping the seller uh, a lot to get a better score in their uh, search engine ranking. I should have mentioned this earlier, but I, I think it brings us full circle quite nicely because it's back to the um, gig titles. But uh, someone actually told me previously, a great way to create a gig title is to first go into Google and start to kind of like type the service or the kind of title that you want to set. And Google will bring up kind of most recent or most popular searches based around that. Um, yeah, it comes up not just most popular, but what it considers to be the best rated and the, and the ones worth driving traffic to. Um, so if you're driving, if they're driving people to uh, a logo design gig that they find particularly authoritative, then you might want to search for, you know, your specific gig type. If it's logo design, search for, you know, whatever kind of logo design style it is. Um, and you'll come up with the best ones that it considers to be the best. Um, and you should also not just look at Google. You should also look at Bing. You should also look at Yahoo. Uh, you should also look at whatever local search engine you might use. Uh, that's you know in your in your region um, a lot of towns have local search engines as well um, so you might rank well if, you, if you're providing something that's particularly popular in a, in a specific location and there are sellers who do um, and then you can have uh, your gig come up um, by you know at, towards the top if you you don't want to copy obviously but if you model or structure your your title or you know similarly to the ones who are at the top so to give you an example of that, I've just um, gone onto Google and I've just started to type in create a logo and Google has popped up before I've you know written my query saying um, as the top search, create a logo for YouTube channel. So is that something that we could take to give us an idea of actually if I based my service around creating logos for YouTube, that could actually rank quite well or it could be quite popular because a lot of people are searching for it. It can, but also remember that Google customizes your search results unless you tell it not to. 
which means if you are searching for a particular logo type and you've been searching for that logo type either on Fiverr or just randomly on Google, um, you know, eventually you start developing patterns in your searches. So it starts to show you things related to what you've seen or have expressed an interest in. And if you want to get a sort of neutral view of that, then you would open up a browser window that's not logged in to Google. Uh, for example, a, a guest window or an anonymous window or a privacy window in Firefox. And then you would uh, search Google that way and it would show you sort of its overall neutral you know, favorite. But if you want something that's based closely on what your interests are, then yes, you would do a search when you're logged in and it'll come up with the, with the phrases that are, are most relevant to your search patterns. Okay, I think that's a really good tip. So the Chrome, the Chrome example would be you'd go into incognito mode, um, visit Google, and then perform that kind of search to try and get unbiased results. Correct. And in Firefox, it would be it would be private window, and uh, you know every search engine, every yeah, sorry, every browser has its own uh, little privacy option, or you could just be logged out of Google in whatever browser you use. Yasha, we'd, we've talked a little about backlinks and we've talked a little about um, kind of dispersing your information in places. Um, does it behoove people to do any of that within the Fiverr forum? Um, that's a great question. The, uh, the Fiverr forum is a very, very good place to put a link naturally to your gig if you have a relevant post to put about it up in the forum. Uh, the forum is well-rated, it's well-scored, it's well-built, and uh, very often, naturally, uh, people that search for things on Google will come up with links that actually point into the forum, and from there, they can find the seller's gig. So not necessarily to like overly spam the forum, but maybe just popping something into the MyGig section? Definitely, the MyGig section would be the place, and to not overdo it. Um, you always want to keep in mind moderation. Balance is extremely key in uh, SEO. You want to show that you're not, you know, that you're smart enough to know what you need to do, but you're not sneaky and you're not trying to break the rules or, you know, break the algorithm in a deceptive way to the search engines. You want to show them very transparently, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm promoting. I have one link here to this gig, you know, in, in, relevant, in a relevant fashion to what I'm talking about in this forum post. And you don't want to start posting 50 gigs, you know, 50 forum posts a day with that same link all over the place. You do it where it's natural and highly relevant. And for that, you'll be rewarded. So it's my understanding as well that search engines love a good aged link. As the link gets older, they, they respect it more necessarily. So from that, then it would be better to create a post in something like my gigs, maybe a sales pitch or a letter with your link included and rather than constantly post more and more links as time goes on, instead look to add to or improve that um, post itself as opposed to just posting lots of different ones. Right. Um, it's actually interesting because each of those major search engines does it slightly differently. Um, Bing and Yahoo tend to look at them kind of similarly, but even they have slight differences. Uh, they tend to look at the older a page is, the more authoritative it is, because it's been around longer. Uh, somehow that seems to make it more important to those search engines. Google, on the other hand, likes to see information that's really much more up to date. And so if you have a page that's ranked by Google, you want to keep that page fresh every 30 to 90 days. You want to add or edit something or remove something that keeps it fresh. But the URL itself 
Um, if it's, you know, if you have that URL up for a long time, Bing and Yahoo will rank it well. And if you, and if you keep it updated on a consistent basis, Google will also rank it well, uh, or, you know, will rank it as well as it should be according to their algorithm. So you kind of need to do both. You need to have the link be consistently there and you have to constantly, not constantly, but every month or three, update it a little bit. I think that's important for the the actual human user conversion side as well to focus on, you know, one post for your gig and focus on putting your energy into that to making it the best possible post that you can. So search engines will like it, um, as you say, over time, but also from frequent updates. And you're more likely to gain more traction from real human buyers from having a good focused post and rather than, you know, 20 different posts over a different period of time. Absolutely. It's better to have high quality in low in a lower volume than to just you know spam the internet with millions of pages that are never looked at by anyone and never updated or followed up on all right well i think we've had so many many good points made so let's wrap it up for now with this amazing topic um thank you so much to yasha for joining us you can actually find him on fiverr at laughzilla our jingle was made by custom drum loops and we were edited today by dansha thanks so very much and we'll see you next week Fiverrcast.